Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I'm Casey Thomas and this is week 54 and I want to talk to you about some holiday nutrition tips, okay? How can you still enjoy it without ruining your nutrition? Because we have holidays right around the corner and everybody's asking me about this, all right? So let's let's talk about it. So the first thing I want to say is even a bodybuilder with the strictest of diets can tolerate an indulgent meal at least once a month. And for people like us, we can do it one to two times a week while dieting and still be fine as long as we're being mindful about what we do. So I I, I made a list of tips that I think have been helpful to me and have been helpful to a lot of my clients in the past. And so I wanted to share them with you. Admittedly, they don't have as strong of a connection to cognitive performance, but I think holiday nutrition is very topical and we've talked in the past about how bad nutrition can get in the way of all of your goals. So I really just wanted to highlight some of these strategies because they can make it so that way you can still enjoy the holidays and not have them set you back too far. So the first strategy, strategy number one, don't skip. I know there are some people who skip their earlier meals before a holiday feast because they're trying to offset the calories that they plan on eating. But all this is doing is just making you hungrier, okay? So then you're going to binge and then you're going to have even more calories than if you hadn't skipped your earlier meals. So my recommendation is to eat a hearty snack before, maybe something like vegetables and hummus or an apple with nut butter or maybe even like a turkey roll-up. Strategy number two out of sight, out of mind. Do not post up next to the treat table or hang out in the kitchen. All right. I am super guilty of this. It smells so good, right? When they're cooking the stuff up in there and you're going to just be snacking on it all the time. And so if you don't want to get in those sneaky calories, do not be in those locations. All right. Try to be hanging out in the living room or somewhere else. All right. Strategy number three, no liquid calories. I know there's going to be all sorts of liquid calories. There's going to be juices, maybe eggnog, sodas, alcoholic beverage, and and so on. And they are truly the most dangerous items because they are providing zero nutrients and zero satiety and the most calories. I'd rather you save those calories for your favorite dessert than chug a few sodas. At least the dessert is going to have some nutrients, however minimal, But more importantly, the solid desserts are also going to give you some satiety cues. So that's a good thing. And honestly, though, what's like so special about these drinks anyway? Like you can get a Coke anytime you want, but this is the one time a year where you get, you know, mom's fresh baked apple pie or whatever. All right. Strategy four, don't binge drink. Binge drinking is not conducive for a long and healthful life. If you're still doing it regularly, honestly, I'm just going to say grow up because it's not doing you any favors. Alcohol is providing a whopping seven calories per gram, and it's frequently paired with sugar. So what you're doing is you're basically ingesting a fluid that is getting converted directly into fat. And this is not to mention the other downsides like suppressing your inhibitions and increasing your appetite and giving you the drunchies. So the the rule of thumb for drinking is this. If you felt it the next morning, you drank too much. 
And for those of you who need to be serious about your diet, I would say don't have more than two drinks for men or one drink for women on each of these occasions. For some extra tips for alcohol, I like to say avoid mixed drinks and go for spirits. They have the fewest calories. Typically, a hard liquor is only 70 to 75 calories per drink in comparison to something like a beer or a wine, which can be as much as 150 calories. Another note here is to eat less fat if you plan on drinking. The reason for this is because alcohol suppresses fat metabolism, which means all the fat you eat becomes fat. Okay, you're not going to be using it as a fuel source, unfortunately. And the last note I have here is don't train and drink alcohol on the same day. You're going to ruin all of your efforts. You need quality nutrients after you train. It is far better to train hungover than it is to drink after a tough session. All right, strategy number five, make the core of your meal be boiled or steamed vegetables and lean protein. This is maybe more for people who are really trying to be strict. Okay, I know there's going to be so many tasty carbs and fats <laughs> available, but if you're really, really trying to be buttoned up, I would say make the core of it, these vegetables and lean protein. Be mindful of the sauces and carbs if you decide to include them. They're honestly the toughest to gauge and have the most sneaky calories that are added in, all right? And they're not really going to be adding any extra satiety to you. Strategy number six, take a break before seconds. All right, I know the food was delicious. I know you want more. Just pace yourself. <laughs> satiety cues can lag behind, especially when the food is very, very tasty, all right? So my recommendation is, is to take 10 to 20 minutes after your first plate, give your body some time to realize it's full, and if you still want seconds after that, then feel free to go for it. All right, strategy number seven, don't be afraid to leave food on the plate. Listen to your body, don't eat if you're no longer hungry. And I chose my words very carefully there. No longer hungry is very different from food coma, <laughs> okay? And don't worry about missing out. You can always save leftovers, right? All right, strategy number eight, have a good support network. People who diet without support from their loved ones very often fail. People who turn antisocial when they diet tend to also fail. And so it, it's my belief that you owe your support network honesty. You know, explain to them what you're doing, explain what you're doing with your nutrition, and tell them why you're doing it, okay? Explain to them the importance of these goals that you're trying to achieve. And another note, I, I believe, is that relationships go both ways. And so while they should be supportive of what you're doing, you still need to be supportive of them. So you should ask them, you know, have a grown-up conversation, yes about emotions and feelings and things, and ask them what they need from you in order to maintain a healthy relationship. And one thing that just always gets on my nerves, and so please, 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 don't look down on them if they decide to not follow your diet, all right? You are the one who, who chose to go on this nutrition journey, so you shouldn't act entitled and try to force them to do the same thing, all right? The main goal when dieting, in my opinion, should be to have the smallest negative impact on both your friends and family. All right, and strategy nine, food is only one part of your life. And a lot of dietitians and nutritionists, they like to think nutrition is all there is to life. They push this all or none mentality, and I couldn't disagree more. 
I believe it's about being happy and being as healthy as you can be to do all the things that you want to do in life. And yes, we take a performance spin on this, but I think that rule still applies. You know, you want to be able to achieve the things that you want to do. Can I find any nutritional redemption in my mom's fresh baked cookies? Not really, (laughs) but that doesn't mean I'm going to turn one down when I'm visiting her for holiday in a couple days. All right. I'm trading a bit of food quality for some happiness and I know it and I don't feel guilty about it. And you know what junk foods are, right? Like, you know, you have a good idea about it. I don't need to give you a list. And what you need to do is you need to weigh your danger foods against what you want out of life. And if your danger foods are stopping you, from getting what you want, then you definitely need to change something about them, all right? But for most people, you can still work these in. And the main point that I wanna get across here is that you need to be intentional with your food. It should always serve a purpose. So was this meal chosen to be healthy for you? Great. What about if it contains some junk items but was chosen for happiness? Then still great. It doesn't matter as long as it was chosen. All right. Don't be one of those people who has a cookie, feels guilty, falls off the wagon, and then binges the entire weekend. All right. I see that way too many times. Instead, it's like have a cookie, feel happy, move forward, and that's it. And I like to say that the most important meal of your life is always the next one. And you can't do anything about your past meals. You're never going to meet a future meal. And the only meal you'll ever see is the next one. So, I believe you should be intentional with it. So there you have it. Um, I hope you found some value in these strategies. To summarize them, we have our first strategy, which is don't skip meals before your holiday feast. Strategy two is out of sight, out of mind. Don't post up in the kitchen or at the treat table. Strategy three, try to avoid liquid calories. Strategy four, Don't binge drink alcohol. Strategy five, make the core of your meal be boiled or steamed vegetables and lean protein. Strategy six, take a 10 to 20 minute break before getting seconds. Strategy seven, don't be afraid to leave food on the plate. Strategy eight, have a good support network. Communicate with them. Strategy nine, don't let food overtake your life. Okay? I know this year has been filled with a lot of ups and downs, but I do truly wish you the best, and I hope that this year's holidays are filled with joy and happiness for you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.